0: So I just finished playing Spider-Man Miles Morales for the first time, and I absolutely enjoyed my time playing the game. And it's not just because Spider-Man is one of my favorite heroes, but because the gameplay was fun. The story was excellent. There's no grind in this game. You simply just... Play the game, you go throughout the story, and while you're playing, you're going to level up and gain skill points to unlock new abilities and become an even cooler Spider-Man. And then there's you know some fun side quests and challenging challenges that help you accumulate enough tokens to unlock new suits and upgrade gadgets. And now I know what you're thinking. Dude, you are literally describing every video game ever. The basis of games is to play throughout them, unlocking new levels, unlocking skills and gear, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, you're right. But in my opinion, this game does it better than most in today's current gaming industry. Playing through Miles Morales got me thinking about my time playing games over the years. I started looking back at what has changed over time, both the good and the bad. Games have gotten bigger and better in many ways. However, this hasn't always led to the greatest experience. Bigger isn't always better. So, in today's video, I'm gathering my thoughts for a type of video that I like to call a think piece. I'll give my thoughts on gaming and why it's lost its fun factor, and I'll explain why it's easy to bring back. The many advancements in technology over the years has led to fantastic improvements in graphics, world building, and really, overall game design. And this has inspired developers to get ambitious. We have seen companies like Ubisoft make a bunch of beautiful but always way too big worlds in some of their most recent Assassin's Creed games. We've seen multiplayer games like Battlefield and Call of Duty increase their player size and game modes. You know, when you look at Call of Duty alone, they've created new game modes like Warzone and DMZ. And Battlefield has tried its hand recently with larger modes like 64 versus. 64-player matches, alongside adding catastrophic weather events like tornadoes and sandstorms to alter the maps and your gameplay style as you're playing throughout the match. We have new games like Starfield, where Bethesda is promising and hyping up the fact that you could supposedly visit 1000 different planets. Now back in 2016 No Man's Sky came out and those developers made a game that could procedurally generate 18 quintillion planets and they hyped up the fact that just maybe you could run into other players by chance. All this sounds cool right, but how come a simple game like Spider-Man could be so much fun even with it not being so big and so complex? The two most important things a single player game needs to get right is, one, the story has to be good. You need good writing for a plot, you need good voice acting, you need good dialogue for these voice actors to use, and the second thing is that the gameplay loop has to be good. You need to make sure players can have fun while playing this game for hours upon hours, especially if you're a big open world RPG type of game. The main quests, side quests, and all the challenges and activities need to be unique and not too repetitive. And I'll use the Spider-Man games for a good example here. You want to know what makes this one of the coolest games ever? It's literally swinging. Swinging around and traversing the city, going from one end to the other to do missions, to fight crime and everything. It's so much fun. And that aspect of the game alone is incredible and makes this one of the best games ever. I think open world games rely too much on fast traveling today because we are tired of running miles across open land to get to the next mission. We're also tired of using vehicles that have shitty controls and or driving mechanics. And fast travel is available in the Spider-Man games, actually, but I would much rather swing across the city even if it takes me five or ten minutes. I want to check out everything in the city. I want to see the cool locations. I want to do some freestyling as I'm flying through the air. And the Spider-Man games, you know, honestly, they may not have the best variety of content, but that's because they keep the game simple for a reason. The developers want you to play and enjoy the story. They want you to check out all the side activities that coincide with, in this case, being a hero. You don't need 40 different types of side quests a lot of games rely on fetch quests as well and i hate those and yes spider-man technically does have a lot of things to collect but again when you have that kind of awesome traversal mechanic of web swinging it's amazing and it's fun and what does that do it helps motivate you to do it all Let's also look at the world in Spider-Man. The map, honestly, is not really big compared to many other games today that are open world. When you play Ubisoft games, you feel like you're playing on an entire continent. Spider-Man's New York City feels like the right size. And really what matters most is the city has a pulse. The city looks and acts like a city. There's traffic and a ton of pedestrians walking around. Miles Morales takes place in the winter, and the environment looked and felt like it. It was snowing and people dressed for the weather, and then the people were doing all sorts of things, and, you know, the people driving or yelling and honking in traffic. You know, this isn't cyberpunk where you had a handful of people just walking in a straight line on the sidewalk. World building is so important. It's really not about making the best graphics or the largest map. It's about immersing the players into that world. If you are playing a war game, then you want to walk around a world that has battlefields or if it's a game based during a conflict, you you need to see that, right? You need to see the themes and, and witness those themes around you be a part of it. You want to see cities and countrysides that have been ravaged by previous battles. Heck, maybe you jump into one of those battles that are currently going on and maybe there's something in the environment like a cannon or something you could use to attack the enemy with, maybe change the tide of the battle. Again, open world games today may look good based on their graphics and their size, but it's not translating to an enjoyable gameplay experience. Good stories, writing, level design, and world design are all important aspects to having a fun game. But the most important aspect, in my opinion, that factors into fun is the actual gameplay. Swinging around the city in style is not the only fun part of Spider-Man. The combat is fun and filled with variety. Both Spider-Man have their own unique skill sets and styles, which is cool. But what really makes the fighting fun is the long list of combos you could do. You know, games that just have you press X, Y, and B constantly get boring really fast and here's an example. A lot of people raved over the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game last year, and I played it, and it was very cool. I love the old-school video game vibes it gave off of. I played some of those games back in the day. But for me personally, that gameplay loop just gets boring after a few missions. It's like, really, you couldn't have added more variation to the combat or a small skill tree where you could unlock some new moves or combos for each of the turtles? Maybe I'm going too hard on that game, but to me it's a good example to use when explaining what I'm trying to talk about here. Avoiding a repetitive and dry gameplay loop can get tough for, say, gun-focused games. You know, and I'm switching a little bit to multiplayer here, but the Gunsmith is one of the newest and best additions that Call of Duty has ever added to the franchise. For those that get bored of the run-and-gun style, have something new to help them go through the motions. Being able to fully customize your weapon to your gameplay style is awesome. Gone are the days of where you just sit there deciding between, do I want a red dot sight, or a silencer, or a holographic sight? And for the games that aren't strictly shooter-based, there's options to keep things fresh and varied as well. The Max pain games are awesome because you can do these things where you go into slow-mo and you basically dolphin dive, jump around, go up ropes and things like that, and just do like cool action sequences. It's just making the game more fun to use your bland pistols. You know, another game I remember playing back in the day is Bulletstorm, and you had this cool energy leash that you could use to pull and throw enemies. You had a couple of attack options to use as well. And then you had the Bioshock games that had abilities called plasmids. Some examples include fire, bees, telekinesis, swarms of insects, and even mind control. There's plenty of games that could be used as examples for fun gameplay mechanics. Back in the day when the graphics weren't the greatest and when we didn't have the technology to be capable of what we are making today, games were still fun because the gameplay elements were unique and memorable. The issues with modern gaming come from corporate greed. It's not about fun anymore. It's about how much money we can absorb from the everyday gamer. Franchises like Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, they don't need to come out with new games every year at this point. And it's getting annoying to see the menus just littered with nothing but battle passes and ads for the store that offers hundreds of dollars worth of cosmetics and other crap live service should be used to enhance the gameplay experience and elongate a game's lifespan it shouldn't be about charging people an additional couple hundred dollars to enjoy the game and I'll hold off on the live service for now because I'm cooking up another video where I'm really gonna focus on that and how I think live service can get better in the industry so be on the lookout for that video So thanks for checking out this one. I do appreciate everybody's time and for everybody being here. And if you liked it, give it a like. And of course, check out the other content on my channel. Leave your thoughts in the comments section down below. And if you're new here, welcome. I hope you do consider subscribing. I'm also on Twitter and TikTok at This underscore YT. You can interact with me and others there as well. Take care.